Today's episode is brought to you by The Northman, an action-filled epic from visionary director Robert Eggers with an all-star cast that includes Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Bjork, and Willem Dafoe. Witness the rise of The Northman as he discovers that fate has no mercy. The Northman is only in theaters April 22nd. Visit thenorthmanfilm.com to learn more. What's up? How's everybody doing, huh? It, uh, dare, boys, dare we say it's, uh, pretty uh, we're, we're freshly back from our fall break, which, uh, I gotta be quite honest with you, uh, all the, the big time, you know, radio guys do it. Why can't a, a measly little podcast about video games do it? But yeah, my name's Sean. This is Weekly Games Chat. I am not alone. This is episode 329. Uh, we are live on twitch.tv weekly game chat come check us out if you'd like um but enough about us or me i should say let's welcome the boys the people i love the most um one has a batman shirt on and one um does not so we'll start with the does not and that's john john how you doing friend it's good to see you i'm doing really well um i'm just going to be giving the audience um update every once in a while on what the score is between the dodgers and the braves Okay. So right now it's two nothing Dodgers. But are they in Atlanta again or are they back in LA? No, they're back in LA, thank God. <laughs> thank the Lord. Yeah, this is a and we're gonna touch we we can't we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up how great your football team's doing. This is a good time for John and his sports world. We'll bring that up for sure. And now on to Batman. Hey Chris, how you doing, buddy? It's good to see you. I feel like it has been a while since I've seen you as well. It's like we went on vacation and said, Who are you guys? i'm batman Uh, i'm I'm batman (laughs) (laughs) yes super super good to be back shout out to everybody who's already watching us um and thank you as you listen to the intro portion of this show for downloading our podcast uh i'm gonna i want to start off because i feel like this needs to go first and it is what it is uh but in america the news broke yesterday that uh we had to give a uh a hearty rest in peace to a general general Colin Powell passed away. Uh, and he was, if you read about Colin Powell, he was beloved by the people he served for. And I wasn't really into politics and we don't do politics, but that was a big one we lost. And I know that I know that John, um, John thinks the same and Chris is not in his head. So boys, if you have any thoughts or anything you wanted to add about Colin Powell, as we get our 329 show started, um, floor is yours. Um, <laughs> I had the I had the pleasure of hearing him speak one time. He came to he came to Columbus. He was, I think it was the I think it was the weekend that they were dedicating um, the Infantry Museum. 
but um, I think he was speaking at the Chamber of Commerce, Commerce, and somebody got me in and um, got an autographed copy of his autobiography. And I have to, and I have to say that a couple of years after he had endorsed a certain candidate, <clears throat> um, former President Barack Obama, I was mad at him for a couple of years, but. I didn't stay mad at him for long because it just couldn't, you know, when, when you've, when you've, it's like, it's like George HW Bush, when he refused to endorse Trump, the way I feel, if you fly 15 combat missions in world war two, you can vote for any freaking person you want. If you do two combat tours in Vietnam, Vietnam, you, you can back up any president you want. I don't care. I was younger back then. I'm yeah. older and wiser now, at least pretend to be. But yeah, yeah he are. was a, it was a great <laughs> great great loss. His biggest hero was Ronald Reagan, and he said that publicly. Yeah, and and uh I think we've said on this fine program before that that's your favorite president, is that right? Of all time, Ronald Reagan? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, Chris Reagan is yours. <laughs> is yours Lincoln or am I wrong on that? No. He's up there though. Yeah, he's up there though. <laughs> But yeah, you got any thoughts on Colin Powell, man? Yeah, I've always admired him for a long time. Um, I remember back in the 90s after he retired from the Defense Department, um, the running hope for a lot of people was that he was going to run for president. And I think he strikes me as a man that he always uh, never ran for president because he really doesn't have the in today's terms, the, you know, the kind of the mindset that a lot of people who do that, like go into that arena have, but, uh, I always thought if he wanted to, um, and if he could get through the, the BS of an election, he might've been the closest thing, maybe outside if RFK had been elected, of someone who could be more in line of a, um, you know, George Washington or an Eisenhower type figure like where I could truly just say might not agree with every single thing that he does. And I get, he's got a slant, but truly I believe the man would have done always in the interest of not what was beneficial for him, but what was the most beneficial thing for the country. And that's a yeah. very rare thing and a very hard thing to find. Do you know what stopped him? Uh, Do you know what? Approval ratings? No, <laughs> Mrs. Powell. Oh yeah. Probably that she too. Shut it that down. makes sense. He shut it down. Yeah. She shut it down. Well, like she, he a good man. You do what your wife tells you to do. Yeah. Hey, happy wife, happy life. Is is she still alive? Is she still? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that as much as yeah, we're inc- gonna. Yeah. Incidentally, Sean, he had uh, he had a kind of a rare cancer myeloma, mm-hmm. uh, and he was fully vaccinated. But he was about to, from what I understand, he was about to get his booster. Mm-hmm. But before he had a chance to get his booster, he caught COVID, and because of his disease, yep. he just. You couldn't fight it off. So was, was so this is not a this is not a talking point of see he was vaxxed. I mean he had a he had a serious yeah. he had a serious condition. He was uh, fighting multiple. that from what I gathered and like you said, you catch you catch this and this is what they don't this is they didn't want it. And we lost an American uh, American hero, American general. Uh so definitely rest rest in peace, General yeah, Colin Powell. He, he said um I read yesterday with he interviewed with Bob Woodward apparently over the summer and he basically said <laughs> Don't cry for me. I got to live 84 years. I'm good. You know, was pretty yeah. much what he told Bob. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty legit. And, and, and think about it. We all want to be able to say that when we're, when we're done and not have any regrets 
speaking of regurts, as we pivot away from that, uh, so I decided tonight, John, you inspired me. You have a beer that you're going to talk about in a minute because that's kind of an American tradition on this show. Um, so the the girls had a beach trip a few weeks ago. Yeah, I said a few weeks ago. They bought alcohol and they brought some home because I wanted. They wanted me to try some, and then and then my um, eldest daughter, she said, "You need to try this." She knows I like the fruity drinks, right? I know I'm not drinking one of those, but tonight I'm, I'm I opened up a Smirnoff Ice Margarita, and on Ooh. on Twitch here we go. But I think <clears throat> you know how, you know how they say beer beer don't keep. <laughs> is it is it not good? I don't know if it. I, I want to drink a little more. I don't know if it if it got hot. And now I tried to refrigerate it again, or if it's just old. I don't know, but that's Sean, what I I'm. Need you, I need you to power drinking. through. I need you to power through, and I need you to down three of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. Well, you were gone. Chris wanted to make sure if you were going to drink a beer again, John. He wanted you to have the uh, the alcohol percentage of the beer you drank last time we recorded because it was fantastic radio. It was great. So can you let everybody know what you're drinking today? Well, this is one of the um, Aldi um, go-tos. Yeah. It's that uh, Independence Harbor Amber Ale. Um, and it's 5.5% by volume. So, yeah. <laughs> just have to, I just have to drink three of them. That's so funny. I look very weird on my camera. But I guess... Like I look like I'm burning red. I guess this is like a... Um, what would you compare it to? A root beer? No, just like a generic version of... What's the... Blue Moon? Is that the wheat? Yeah. Blue yeah. Moon? I like I like. You say it's a wheat beer or... It's a... Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Blue Moon would be there. That'd be a that would be a good comparison. It's good. Good stuff, good, isn't good, it? Good stuff. Good, good, good. I'm gonna play a game tonight, and it's called <laughs> When Did Chris Start Drinking? Hint audience at home listening. Chris has not yet started drinking. Yeah, you can tell by the uh, excellent way you speak so far and, and the thoughts. I don't know of, what that you, means. You keep contained, you don't really let loose per se. Uh, but yeah, let's not go any further. You guys, if you listen to the intro, you know that during football season uh, or sport, anything sports going on, we're going to bring it up. And let's be completely honest. College football is a thing we do. Uh, and Chris and I are still going to say roll tide. John's going to say go dogs. That's great. And that's why we're all friends. And that's why we can talk about it. But the college football world took a big shakeup in our absence. Texas A&M stuns Alabama. Last second field goal. Field goal. Um and if I can remember to tell you guys, you personally, John and Chris, I want to send you a link of the family of the kid who kicked the field goal. Yeah. They have them side by. It's amazing to watch. I saw it. It, <clears throat> it will bring a tear to your eye. It doesn't matter. Uh, but in the meantime, Georgia didn't lose. And, John, your Bulldogs are sitting at number one. Even after the, the following week of a letdown or anything like that, no, nah, son. They destroyed Kentucky um, and and – you guys are rocking, sitting at number one, and your Dodgers. You mentioned, so I want you to kind of talk about that. How you're feeling with the Dodgers in the playoffs, and your Bulldogs at sitting at number one. It's a good time to be John Barron, isn't it? Well, I called it on Facebook. I said um, I called my shot regarding the National League Championship, and let me just say, my number one favorite team is the Los Angeles Dodgers. My number two favorite team is the Atlanta Braves. 
So when the Dodgers aren't winning, I'm rooting for the Braves. So, I mean, I am a Georgia native. I mean, you know, I I love the Braves, but I've always wanted to see them in a head-to-head matchup, but they've often been in the same division for for many, many years. So the fact that they're in a National League Championship Series, I've always wanted to see this. Now I wish I hadn't run my mouth Um, (laughs) because – because I called it as Dodgers in uh, Dodgers will win the series in, in six games. Um, that could still happen, but Theoretically. I did not, I did not expect, um, <laughs> I did not expect Atlanta to win two nights in a row. I expected, I said, you know, if, if they had to win, they had to win game one because uh, the Dodgers finished their series uh, maybe two days, maybe two days before, yeah, uh, the national League championship started. Then they had to hightail it to Atlanta across the country. So there was, they they were tired, they were jet lagged. So Atlanta needed to take advantage of Game One, and they did. Um, man, I hate that third baseman Riley. It takes me. <laughs> off. I uh, I'm a no. He's a no. I, I, in all seriousness, he's a great. He's a great kid. Yeah. It, it, game One and Game Two was like watching the same game. It was amazing. It was it's like the same guy shows up at the plate. Does he hit a homer? No. He parks it in the left field. It just it was it was painful to watch. But so far, hold on. They're up two runs. The Dodgers are. Um man. I love when we do live sports updates on recording nights. For me, it just adds a level of something we never do. But yeah, John had if you missed this earlier, he said he said he was going to be doing this the whole night, keeping us up to date on the game. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, from a baseball perspective, I've been a Bo Sox fan for many, many years, and they are looking pretty good. Uh, yeah, they they started off today. Huh? They dominated, or not today, last night, right? Yesterday, yeah. yeah. So they start off a little slow against Houston, and uh, they've, they've been dropping bombs on them. <laughs> so it would be kind of fun for you and I if, if Boston and L.A. meet in the play in like in the world series or something, John, that'd be a good, that'd be some good little banter we could have. I, th- to be I think they you. met a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I think they were yeah. in the series a few years ago. Yeah. That's good um, stuff. Red Sox owned them. Maybe we can meet <laughs> in the <laughs> sec championship, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, going see, back man- to that. Yeah. The manager for the Dodgers is a real, f- I like him, but he's a real frustrating guy. Um, He's like, he's watched Moneyball one too many times. The guy will put, I've seen him in the postseason put six pitchers in an in a in one inning. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he just looks at he looks at spreadsheets yeah, and goes, and stats, "Oh, this guy yeah. needs to pitch to him. This guy needs to pitch to him." And you know, people talk about this; <clears throat> it really slows and drags down the tempo of baseball. Sure, because baseball has become so analytical in nature instead of instinctive. It was more fun when it was ex- instinctive, but I mean, if, you know, moving on to Georgia real quick, I'll I'll just tell people. I'll sell. I'll tell fellow Georgia fans, <clears throat> "Hey, man, we're number one." And they and and they all and I I I said this to Chris a little while ago. They all echo pretty much the same thing. Man, I don't want to be number one. I just I want to hide in the shadows. It's only October, and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Irrelish- when Alabama's number it. one, when Alabama's number one, they freaking own that. Yeah, and they perform and behave like the number one ranked team. Georgia's got to learn to do that. <laughs> they just. They they do got to learn, and but once you get over that hump, it establishes it establishes something that the program needs. So, but like Chris said, you know, as far as the the parody on this show goes, Chris and I love Alabama. You like Georgia, and we are on a collision course once again. 
if we take care of our games, which we still got some pretty tough ones coming up, and you take care of your game, especially your Florida game. I honestly think that one game right there you just said, Sean, Florida, that's Mm -hmm. the only one I could see because that's a trap game, right? It's a neutral field site. Dan Mullen has like absolutely nothing to lose right now because he's like you're not you're not wrong yeah uh, and, and any Florida fans listening hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say that it's not yeah so Dan Mullen at Mississippi State they always said Dan if Dan Mullen gets elite athletes he's gonna be a great coach Dan Mullen's at the University of Florida he's two and two against Kentucky and he he gets owned by Georgia. And he LSU. seems to he seems to get really hype on a game a year, uh, but he's not putting up Spurrier or Urban Meyer numbers as a coach. No. So if I'm Florida, I'm hoping. Now I think the game already that he got hyped up for was the Bama game at you know at Florida and all that. Mm. I'm hoping they didn't spill all their marbles, but he's got the I think the better quarterback. Call me crazy, sitting on the bench. Um, who knows what they're going to bring out? But the Georgia Auburn, um, sorry, the Georgia Florida game is a lot like you never know what's going to happen when Alabama and Auburn play from a rivalry perspective. I, they, Georgia and Florida hate each other, John, from a rivalry perspective, but they have the biggest cocktail party, that's a tailgate term, like in the world. It's, it's super crazy. It's but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm loving college football. I'm uh, Yeah, with us, good win this week. It was a nice bounce back. Like yeah. That's probably the best I've seen the team look since week one, Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Like, Will yeah. Anderson's beast, but... Um, I kind of like have already decided in my mind. I'm like, so it's going to come down to Auburn and in Alabama, and it? that's that's the way this is going. And it? it always does. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, if you so if we're going to talk about some teams we normally don't, LSU, your your coach is gone after this year. Hope you guys are going to be all right. Oh, um, really? You think so? Yeah. No, he he's already he they, they said yeah. he's gone. Yeah, no. they're they're they've mutually agreed to part ways at the end of the season. So that can go one of two ways. The team can quit on you or they can play very inspired for your coach throughout the rest of the year. Secondly, we play Tennessee this week. Old school rivalry, Alabama versus Tennessee. Used to be the third Saturday in October. It was a big game. This is going to be the fourth Saturday. It's fine. However, that's not the talking point for me. Did you guys see Lane Kiffin get hit by a golf ball? Yeah. And other things thrown at him? Oh, the, so the ruling I think came down yesterday or today that the the school got fined twenty two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Correct. Or for that action, and I'm thinking, man, and, I would and have I, given I would have given the guy who threw the ball twenty five thousand dollars. That's bad. To hit like, <laughs> I hate well, that guy. He's he, such but, a punk. He, but he, I got, I got you're say you're it, not wrong there. He's a punk. You're not He's wrong, but he punk. also says funny stuff at the exact right time, and I don't have the laneism he said after the game. Or during the press conference when he was getting pelted, regardless <laughs> the action of getting things thrown at you, there's no. I don't think there's a place for that. I mean, what did he say? What was it? He said that the Alabama game get your popcorn ready and tossed his mic. Yeah, he yeah, apologized. Well, he, finally, he, he apologized to the reporter. Jerk. No, he apologized. Yeah. He said he he thought the clock was down. And he needed to go, so that's why he threw the headset. And he was like, didn't realize that was like he was off track. And he apologized yeah. to the reporter. Yeah, John the and next I. Day. Yeah. You can yeah. buy that, but John and I are thinking. But I'm saying, that. I'm saying, if the fact that he picked up the phone and actually called the sideline reporter and said, "Hey, that was a bad on me. I'm sorry. That was disrespectful." <laughs> I think that's the right thing to do. You're like, hey, even if he meant it or not, he still apologized for it the next. Had day. they won the game that day, he wouldn't have called to apologize. But either way, I mean, <laughs> yeah, throwing a golf ball at anyone. I mean, if that hit him in the head. 
Look, I, I hope everybody <laughs> understands I'm being extremely hyperbolic. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't throw a golf ball at anybody's head, much less at them at all. And to his yeah. credit, but, again, after oh, I the remember game, what he said. His joke was at least they were smart enough to throw dirty practice range balls at me and not good ones. He said that. <laughs> he also said afterwards, he said, regardless, it's like I, I enjoyed my time in Tennessee. And he said they have some of the best and most passionate fans out there. I mean, I think I think Lane gets torn up a ton, but I've watched him talk a lot this year, especially that week leading up to the Bama game. And I don't know. I feel like that guy gets judged for what he was younger and the fact that he's comedic and that's it. And I'm like, I don't understand it. The guy's his good. players, his players yeah. love him. I mean, they really, they really do. Um, but yeah, uh, I, Chris, I don't, I don't think your soccer team's doing too good still. Southie, my football team's not doing too good either. Yeah. You're watching the football team <laughs> uh, in the chat. We had somebody say, how about them? Cowboys boys. Oof. I don't know what your guys' pro teams are. Chris is not going to talk about the Cowboys on this show. Um, he's a Washington football fan. If you forgot about that, they, they do not like the Dallas Cowboys. That said, uh, <laughs> Dak Prescott and CD lamb carried me to a win in fantasy this week. So we're good. Yeah. You two face mother. <laughs> I do what I have to. Does the Washington well, team have a name yet? Nope. Not yet. We're down to apparently three. They haven't said what they are. I feel yeah. like we're just going to be the Washington football team, but we'll see. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, but it, it'll be fun to see where you guys land. We'll be, we'll be uh, F- FC Washington. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so yeah, guys, I got to admit something. Uh, go ahead and get off sports for a minute. Uh, I, I finished squid game. Ooh, I did it. Good job. I started what, watching it and I did it. What is squid game exactly? Without spoilers. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, it's like a gruesome hunger games with a twist. Is it a fictional show or is it a game show? Fictional. Yeah, is, it's, it's okay. scripted. Is it really just? Ugh? It's okay. It's graphic. Imagine if okay. You mean by that, it's graphic. In, yeah. Instead of like Hunger Games, John, where the setup is like you're being forced to do this, right? You know, mm-hmm. like because you're being controlled. It's these are people that basically live in South Korea and have accumulated so much personal debt that this is really the best option they have. They've all decided that I would rather go into this and and go where it goes than uh than you know just see what happens tomorrow in my life because what happens tomorrow in their life is probably not gonna be any better. So, yeah. So there's a nice twist to it, and I flew through the nine episodes mm-hmm. and I kind of was left on I don't know what to watch next. <laughs> there you go. Um just to let you guys know I am starting to watch and I don't know how good it's gonna be the Elon Musk special mm. about the inspirational four. So we'll see where that goes, but what are you guys watching? What have you kind of last couple of weeks? What'd you get into? I, um, Ted Lasso finished interesting yeah. finale, interesting tease for next season. Can't wait to see where that goes. I think it's still, we all like a good tease, John. Yeah. I'm just saying, I just think that show I, I, I always enjoyed, I think, <laughs> but, um, I watched also that documentary that came out on Brittany Murphy as far as like, it's just called what happened. Where's that out? uh hbo max really yeah two-part really interesting um i'm gonna watch that i didn't know that was out yeah because i mean i don't think if you know her personal life it's not an overwhelming shock that she was on the downturn at the time of her death i think it's all the circumstances behind it that are quite interesting right uh just because you know i wouldn't even say it's 
I don't know. It, it it's like there were other things that probably led to the fact of why she did she died. Um when she died. Not saying that she might have not hit that point given her habits and where she was later on, but um it's it's quite tragic. But uh still very yeah. interesting. And then I, uh, and I, I'm going to sound terrible, but until you just reminded me she died, I I had kind of mm-hmm. I didn't forget she died. I'm kind of sad that I was reminded that she died. Yeah. And then um, Succession came back this week, and I was quickly reminded why I love that show. And Brian Cox is a uh, national <laughs> treasure. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, you were. You're like, what's he going to say? John, what have you been uh, checking out? Anything? Or have you been hardcore into the topic? Uh, hardcore into the topic. Um, distra- uh, Saturday was a very distracting day because of both. SEC and the World Series, uh, World Series. I wish uh, the <laughs> National League Championship. Um, and so I've been watching a lot of sports, which is not a sentence that often comes out of John's it's mouth ever. <laughs> but uh, I found time to watch over the week the Dark Knight trilogy. Ooh, oh, re- oh, nice. So, did you get inspired to watch that because of the new the Batman trailer that dropped, or were you already kind of doing it, hyping up for DC fandom? Yeah. I, I I'm not in, I I I hope it's good. Yeah. The, the trailer. Speaking of which, I mean, DC fandom was interesting stuff. But uh, yeah, that trailer. <clears throat> I don't understand the story. What they're what's why what why, um, and Robert Pattinson is a weird Batman to me. But are you are you thinking of him as Edward from Twilight, or are you thinking of him as just? I'm not thinking Batman? of him as a dirty British guy. Just kidding. I love I love British. Guys. Hey, we love so you guys like, over the pond, so, especially so, uh, so like Matt Christian Gunner, Bale. Huh? Hey, huh? so so John, like Christian Bale, a dirty British guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> accurate. <laughs> hey, Chris, you might want to check. Um, just check our feed. Apparently, we were lost. Make sure it's not on the audio side. Maybe it was only the video side. I have not seen up. any break on any, here, any break. So okay, good it, yeah. to go. Um, yeah, that's that's a pretty heavy uh, intro, boys. I don't know if you guys are ready. If you got anything else you wanted to add from from our week off, which by the way, I am not saying this to be negative, but I really, I, I it was refreshing. I like a good fall break. I think it might need to become a standard along with a spring break. I'm just saying. Um, and a Christmas break. John, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad that we took off last week. I had a great time with what I did. And yeah, I, I, I enjoyed your picture too. Well, I, I this will be my only troll, but I was watching the Texas A&M Alabama game holding a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and when they, when he kicked the field goal, I was like, Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it the curse going. Yeah. yeah. And then I, and then when it was over, I was like, and we ain't got a show this week. We ain't got no show this week. (laughs) They've got a week to handle this. (laughs) It's, it's one of those things I was telling Johnny before, like I, whenever we lose it, we're just used to it because it's what what happens when you have, no, I mean, whenever you're a team like the Patriots, Alabama, uh, say, you know, back when the Lakers, the 90s were Bulls. yeah, the Bulls there, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the Yankees, right? Everyone is lining up to just be so happy that you finally lost, right? Doesn't matter yeah. what it is. 
Yeah. And everyone's like, are you okay? Like I got people like, are you okay today? And I'm like, yeah, I got championships back here from like the last decade. And severely we could still win this year. (laughs) What you learn is you don't, you, you, you don't, you don't feed into it. I don't feed into it when we're winning, so I don't have to hear about it if we lose. Yeah. I stay away from the websites like the ESPNs of the world because it's going to be plastered on there. Um, but then I then I stumble across a video about the team that beat me in that, that video I mentioned beforehand. And I'm reminded, once again, the older I get, I still love this program where there's a bunch of teenagers and young men playing football representing something <laughs> I, I dearly love and have passion for. And and they care more than we ever will. For sure. And I think a lot of fans forget that. But, man, I love seeing a shakeup. Uh, I get the fact that if you're not an Alabama fan, much like when you mentioned the Yankees run back in baseball or what have you, you're like, enough. You get excited when somebody else is doing good. Yeah. For us, it's going to be a little tainted because we're not going to be excited that another SEC team is doing good. I would rather like USC – or, you know, Michigan. I hate both of those programs, but it'd be like, okay, at least they're not in our division or in our conference. It's going to come down to the championship game, John. You guys go undefeated and lose. I think you still get into the playoffs. Can I say, though? We, we have to run the table and not lose to get into the playoffs. Can I say, though, even if we did win that game and we're going in, I'm telling you right now because I've watched them the last two weeks, Oklahoma's my new dark horse because that new kid they put in ever since that. You can't be calling other teams dark horses when you're a fan of a team, dude. I'm telling you. You could say you're worried about Oklahoma or they look good, but a dark horse implies that you're like secretly rooting for them, bro. I'm not. I'm not. I just think. Clear the air right now. I think they're going to get in. Half a spirit off, Chris. I'm getting hostile. (laughs) I think they're going to get in. And that young kid, that Caleb Williams, I think is his name. Yeah, who came in for Spencer Rattler. Yeah, I guarantee yeah. you that's that's an NFL quarterback. I could already tell. I was like, yep. And he looks and the, the part. New agent. Chris has a new job. He's starting Monday. He's an NFL scout, ladies and gentlemen. I said to Trevor Lawrence, too, and look what happened. <laughs> well, the, the, the Alabama-Texas A&M game, the real score of that game was 41-23. Uh, to 23. That was Is that a second game. troll? Not really a troll. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mean any ill will behind it. Alabama got two touchdowns that they didn't deserve. That's what we hear. What are, what are we supposed to do with that? I don't know. You know? No, I nothing. think what we do is we pivot. We'll let, Why? hey, we'll let Will Anderson take care of his complaints in a couple of weeks as long as we take <laughs> care of our business. Okay. Hold it's on, let fine. me Google Will Anderson. Who's Will Anderson? Rega- regardless, this is, this is something, and this is, this is something I, I'm going to just say. <laughs> Uh, and I hope whatever team, anybody who's listening likes, if you don't like a team, you're like, well, you guys, please shut the F up. Right. But whatever you like and you really like it, it, just just know that no matter what happens, you are forced to like that team forever. No That's matter what. That's the way what. it works. Yeah. That's the way it works. So, and and I'm, I'm going to go on record and say I was DJing. It was a My set sucked that night because your boy was doing a – a pivot, kind of hands on his knees. The way the, the the club is set up, I can see a TV if I bend down a little bit. And I kept looking at the score. Kept looking at the score, and I was like, what in the is going on? And then finally, it was hilarious. Field goal gets kicked, and, and everybody's watching the game. This is a good spot to watch the game at. It turned into a game. You just hear, uh, 
you just hear, you don't really hear anything, but you start hearing feet, if that makes sense. My music's so loud. I, I guess I start feeling everybody that was at the bar just starts leaving and they all got on Bama stuff. The funny thing is, because I do find humor in all the things, even trolls and all that stuff, John. I, I appreciate you. Is that the one guy who stayed with a jersey on was rocking a Georgia jersey, jumping up and down to every song I played? Because they don't want to play us. <laughs> it's because they don't want to play us. No, it, it is what it is what it is. And that's that's what I love about college football. Yeah. Believe it or not. But yeah, uh, we do I can't I honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna hype this up because I don't know. I don't think we've ever had a chance to do this on our show. So you guys think John is passionate about Assassin's Creed? You guys have no idea how much John, maybe you do, because we talked about it when he was excited for Metroid Prime 4. I think he's done uh, one other Metroid game on here. What Metroid was it? But I don't think it's going to hold a candle to what we the, hear today. The soccer one? Did we? No, yeah, you, I, think we I think we covered Samus Returns. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I don't know how long ago that was, and I don't remember it per se. 2017. 2017. But this is going to be a good one. Our our fine host himself, John, is playing. What's up, Nat? How are you doing, sir? I know it's late. It's probably something like 11 p.m. where you're at. Thank you for joining us. I got to say that if you're listening and not on Twitch, you're like, who the is Nat? Well, he's here now, and he's... uh. He lives in like the England area and he's watching us live on Twitch and he's saying, hey, so that makes us happy. You heard the joy. But yeah, the joy that I'm talking about, though, is going to be John talking about Metroid, Samus and, and this brand new game that's come out. And I cannot wait. So if you guys are ready, Chris, hit that button or say the thing you say and let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, we have arrived at the topic time for this week. Uh, whether or not you came straight to the topic time or if you listen to the awesome intro we just did, no matter what, you're here and that's all that truly matters. Uh, and you're in for a treat this week, I got to tell you. So I'm going to shut up and let Chris do what Chris does. And that he's going to introduce the topic because, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I don't need to say anything else. Chris, do you think? The topic is Metroid Dread! Yeah, that's fair. That's good. We get to talk about a Metroid game, and John is the person that played it. I cannot wait. He's getting ready. He's looking great. I played Far Cry 6. <laughs> He's like, Danny boys. Rojas is a, oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> hey, before you start, yeah, is there an update on the score? Update on the score? Oh, yeah, Anything? Need to do this. You can update the score real quick. John, you start and I will update you. How about that? Okay. It's top of the fourth. It's uh, two to nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> top of the fourth, right. two to nothing. So, ladies and gentlemen, in order to know where we're going. Oh. oh. We have to know where we've been. Oh. And my wife. Your wife. Your wife. She will tell you that when we first started dating, I would not shut up about this, <laughs> about this game 
that was coming out in a few months. I would not shut up about it. I don't know why she's with me now. But that was so that, um, that was that Metroid was, Other M. That's what I was, I was like. I'm trying to think like the timeline. I was like, I was living with John during this. I was like, with me I was like, months. I'm pretty sure the only one that came out during that period was Other M because I remember you playing it. Yep. So <clears throat> this um, it's been since, <laughs> and we don't count Federation Force. We're just not going to pretend <laughs> that. We're going to pretend that doesn't exist. Metroid is life, John. I mean, I wouldn't mind giving it a try at some point. Um, But uh, it's been since, um, I believe that was 2010 or 2011. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2010. That was 2010. Was the last time we got a brand new entry in the Samus Aran um, narrative of the Metroid series. I know there's pinball and... There's, there's everything but yeah and um that one was an interesting game i i i absolutely loved playing that game but it's sort of the black sheep of the series but here we have the uh a, a 2d sky uh, side scroller metroidvania classic game and the last time we got that was metroid fusion in 2002 ladies and gentlemen i was 22 years old at the time um you are not 22 now I'm not 22 now. They can math it. Yeah. Math be hard, yo. Math be hard, yo. Hold on. Hold on. Let me double check. Carry the one. Okay, there we go. <laughs> and so, I mean, technically we've got, we got Samus Returns, which is, but, but that was a remake, a retread of, of a, of a original Game Boy game, Metroid 2, Return of Samus. And one of the coolest things about these last two games that we've gotten um, they are they are developed by one of my favorite studios, Mer- uh, named Mercury Steam. Very notorious, uh, development team. Uh, they really started off well with the Castlevania series uh, reboot, um, but it didn't really end well for them. They kind of got their last game was really panned, but it's just good to be back. So when I tell you, I mean. We get a Zelda game in some form pretty consistently, but we don't get Metroid games very, very often. And the reason that is, and I got some numbers here, um, the highest selling, and I don't think anybody really knows how much Metroid Prime sold. Most people will tell you that it sold just under 2 million. That's the highest grossing uh, Metroid game of all time. Like Super Metroid only sold 1.4 million units. Um, Metroid Fusion sold under a million units. So one of the reasons we don't get Metroid games very often is because, ladies and gentlemen, you don't buy them. I'm not victim blaming here. (laughs) Do they suck, though? Hey, John, I'm uh, with you. I mean, there's a thing we're going to talk about a little bit later, and it's for the same reason. So I I feel you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I hear you. Loud and clear. But yeah, this is, I mean, this has been the, um, it's funny, I, I, I actually, this is sort of a, um, a technicality, but the best-selling Metroid game of all time is the original Metroid with two and a half million units sold when they released it on the, on the Game Boy Advance. That's what I was thinking. That's, the, that's, that's, that's when they made, that's when they sold most copies of any Metroid game. 
Um, the good news is, and from everything I'm reading, um, the game's been on the UK charts for three weeks now. Um, this week they were third. Uh, the first week on the UK charts, they were number one. You read stories about how they were the number one best-selling pre-order on Amazon and GameStop. Um, <clears throat> by all indications, this game is doing extremely well, but I don't know what extremely well looks like for Nintendo, so that is yet to be seen. We'll have to find out what that means. But you've seen a lot of examples of what the Switch, Nintendo Switch does it tends to put a shot in the arm of franchise that wouldn't franchises that wouldn't typically do well, but because they are associated with the switch, they become a more attractive um, proposition. And I think there's also a combination of the fact that it's been such a long absence between a mainline Metroid game. Um, the legend has grown, if you will, um, the Metro, I mean, the Metroid Prime series, people talk about it all the time as this, as this legendary trilogy that, quite frankly, is one of the best trilogies out there. Um, and I think, I think Metroid Prime is still technically ranked as the highest first-person shooter on Metacritic. Whether you want to call that a, me- a first-person shooter or not, a lot of people call it a first-person What's its adventure. Score? I think that's... Say what? What's its score? 97. <clears throat> Yeah, put it up there with Half-Life and I don't know where the original Halo is, but I would imagine that's the other, only other one in the conversation. Yeah, I would imagine. So <clears throat> that's where we are. So <clears throat> that's why that's why when I tell you I'm excited, I have been excited to, and nobody expected this. You know, along when E3 came along, we were expecting to hear something about Metroid Prime 4. That game doesn't exist. We know it doesn't exist. They gave us a a trailer for a game that was originally announced in 2004 that they were working on it. It was scheduled to come out on the Nintendo DS. In fact, I remember this very well when I played Metroid Prime 3 Corruption and you go to one of the terminals, it was a very it was a very narrative <clears throat> um you go to terminals and you read stuff the way you would find audio logs on in BioShock. There was a lot of that going on. And in one of the terminals that you go go to, you see you see that the space pirates are working on Metroid Dread. You'd see this, it's like this, um, it's like this Easter egg sort of to sort of put in the fandom's ear that this is still, we're still thinking about this game. It's still coming. Um, but according to, um, I think it was, I think his name's Sakamoto, um, the creator of the Metroid series, the technology was never there to do exactly what he wanted to do for Metroid Dread. Now, after playing it, I'm not sure exactly what he means by that, but um, I think it had a lot to do with um, how AI is designed in a game. I'm sure the Wii U could have handled it. I'm sure probably the Wii could have handled it, but as far as the Nintendo DS, yeah, I don't think this uh, game could be could be de- uh, could be done. But it's but it's a story concept. It's a game concept that has never left um, Nintendo's mind. They've always they've always worked on it put it back on the shelf, worked on it some more, put it back on the shelf. Chris, what you got, buddy? Bravo's just tied it up to too. Yeah, I see that. I'm just, I'm, I'm. that'll derail a topic. <laughs> I just, I, I want John to be engaged, but at the same time, I know he's there. And game, uh, the game's good. The game's good. It's anyway. good. <laughs> anyway, baseball, you guys want to take over the news? Chris, 
Chris and Sean, uh, you just read it. <laughs> just read it. It's fine. I'm good. And so, uh, just, so I, uh, I, I, you, you got a lot of knowledge when it comes to this series and this game in particular. I, I, I had no idea. Uh, I remember when when it was announced that it was going to come out, and here's what here's what the packaging looks like. You were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this game was, this game has always been a thing. You yeah. know, it's always going to come out. It's been it's been like a it's been like a legendary title. It's like it, people have been hearing about it, asking about it, talking about it for al- for almost twenty years now. It's Nintendo's um, Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> That's no. Not quite. <laughs> not quite. I see what you're doing there, but not quite. So um, this is a direct sequel to Metroid Fusion, and that game is almost 20 years old, so we can simply say that it, that uh, the storyline for Metroid Fusion is basically she, he, she accompanies a bunch of space marines to SR3, SR388. She gets attacked by um, the what is called the X parasite, what they later call the X parasite, which is the natural prey of the Metroid um, species. And without the Metroids there, they go to SR388 and see that the X parasite has flourished. John, did you I got, miss this? Is this after Super Metroid? Yeah, it's after Super Metroid. So okay. Metroid Fusion was was from a storyline. Yeah, I never played the last The last game in the timeline. Okay. Um, All yeah. right. So wait. So, so fusion is the last one. In the timeline, and this is before fusion, or well, after? this is after fusion. This is okay. After so fusion. now this is the latest one in the timeline, right? This is the latest one in, in the timeline from the beginning to Metroid Prime to all of them. This is the last one in the timeline. Yeah, because Prime's the earliest one, right? No, Prime. <laughs> Prime um, takes Man, place. You between... get something right, Chris. <laughs> I, I, I am. Hey, I, yeah, I've played Prime. these games, but I am no expert on the uh, timeline i will the prime series the prime series takes place between the original metroid and metroid 2 okay okay so all three of those all four of those games if if the fourth one exists they all take place or supposedly take place um before the game boy sequel okay got you thank you carry on so you got you got it and so during uh during fusion um they 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 rescue samus they inject her with Metroid DNA to combat <laughs> what you got, Chris? <laughs> Metroid DNA. Sorry, sorry. Metroid DNA. <laughs> uh, they inject her with Metroid DNA to combat to combat the the infection of the X parasite because, as I said previously, the Metroids were the only pre, uh, the only uh, dominant species over the X parasite. Um, I think my wife is trolling me right now because your yeah, wife. Yeah. Two to two. It's the fourth inning. <laughs> oh God, it's three to two. Oh, oh no. Oh no. I really need to go download a uh sports center update. You know. Da 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 da. I got it pulled up on my screen. I can just turn the TV on. I think I might just do that. Jeez, this is this is this is insane. Bravo's Red Sox. Here we go. Tell me about it. Bravo's <laughs> are gonna get mopped. Hey, don't you count out them Astros yet, man? They'll steal your signs and apparently hit they'll, trash they'll cans. They'll do all the things. Yeah. <laughs> They're the Tennessee of, of MLB. Hey, Tennessee week, boys. That's why I said so that. The, uh, <clears throat> so the X parasite ate away at a lot of her power suit. And so they did, they, I mean, the way, the reason they call it, the reason they call it Metroid fusion is they fused Metroid DNA with her power suit. Okay. And gotcha. so she was the only person that could go back to the space station and combat the X parasites. 
Bases so, are loaded, John. <clears throat> are they really? <laughs> this could be so bad. Oh, <laughs> Eddie. Uh, well, uh, it's fine. The the fusion suits. Dodgers in six. I'm <laughs> such a, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> so the secret to do, to the Braves' success is is pulling against them. Like apparently, I think I'm cursed. I think I'm cursed. But, really. Um, I was a. I've been a Boston <laughs> fan since forever, right? Well, anyway, I've, spent way, I've spent way too much time with with kind of introductions and 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 stuff like that. So o- Orioles. Um, this. Uh, so I, I will just jump. I will just jump right into it. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I don't know what my game of the year is. I don't know if it's Resident Evil Village. I don't know if it's Death Loop. I don't know if it's Metroid Dread. Ten. I think news. this game. I think as far as a side-scrolling Metroid, I think it's. I think this is the best game in the series, Ooh. hands down. Um, that's not to say that my my favorite game still isn't Super Metroid for a lot of reasons, nostalgia being one of them. Um, but this game, Samus, <clears throat> I, I just I, I just stand up and cheer for what Mercury Steam has done. They get it. They get Metroid. You could tell that they were onto something with Metroid Samus Returns. They understand this series. I hope they're here to stay. I hope that Nintendo buys this studio. That would be a good idea. Um, I can't. I can't say enough about this game. Um, look, <clears throat> if you've played a Metroid game, there's nothing here that's going to really surprise you as far as game mechanics. Um, one of the things they introduced a lot of people. <clears throat> a lot of people didn't really get their hands on Metroid Samus Returns. So they don't really know about some of the new functionality. Um, <clears throat> Metroid has, uh, Samus has a new uh, parrying ability in this game where if an enemy attacks you, he, she can uh, swipe and basically slap him across the head with her arm cannon, which makes them vulnerable uh, for a few seconds to uh, further attack. Let me hit refresh real quick. Three to two. All right. <clears throat> uh, four to two. No. Bases loaded walk. It literally just happened. <laughs> this is this is this like is you feel like when I was play, when I was DJing the, the Alabama football game, you feel like I felt right now. You don't want to talk about baseball. I mean, Samus. You love it. It's over. Can we go to news, please? I want to be done with this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. So the um, so so Mercury Steam understands everything about about Metroid, and they've improved on it um, in in so many ways. It could be, I you know one of the one of my biggest worries, and I and I and I and I stated it while playing while um, talking about um, fist uh, fist yeah a couple of weeks ago. I was afraid that all these Metroidvania games had come along, um, and, and that, we're going to be better. And that Metroid didn't have anything else to bring to the table. And just thankfully, this is right up there, if not slightly better than um, the original Ori, in my opinion. Metroid said, can can you guys hold my beer? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, they showed up and said, look, we've still we have we still have some mechanics to show you. We still know what we're doing. And they proved that not only are they the originator of the Metroidvania formula, but they are still the masters of it. And that's tremendous news. Um, do, do you know, it, I think, why that is, John? I think it's, th- there's no other setting with a character like Samus 
who I can't explain watching it. I, I can't explain why I've never played this any of these games, to be quite frank with you, but the way Samus looks on a screen on a 2D side-scroller in a Metroidvania game, <laughs> it's like it's like home. It's like how it's supposed to be. It's it's what it's it's everything you need it to be. The way she looks, the way she runs, the way she aims her cannon, and the way the the levels are designed, it's it from a video game fan standpoint, it's you, you got to wonder why did it take this long to get this? And I'm glad it's here, and I'm glad that it's dang near perfect. Like it's really fantastic. It did really you hit a grand slam. No. Okay. <laughs> Um, something has happened weird though. Uh, my dad just texted and said Freeman hit a home run, and if the bases were loaded, that's got to mean a grand slam. I think he's just late to the party. I think he's just late to the party. Uh, Dodgers (laughs) made a pitching change. They got Alex Vesia in the game now. John, pretty decent ERA. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Start the game. No, he's hurt. He, he's oh. he's got an elbow injury. Oh, anyway. oh, dude! Whoa, 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 whoa! If Freeman hits a home run, the bases are loaded. Freddie Freeman's up to bat. Is it your dad from the future? I'm going. He said oh, no. Freeman hit a. He said Freeman parked it. I feel like I'm gonna go back tomorrow. No, Freeman. <laughs> Freeman flew out. In oh, okay. In two innings two versions over. of this podcast. In, innings <laughs> over. You're good. <clears throat> anyway. no, this is this this is this is live action stuff going on, Chris. This is great. It's fine. It's John. People love when he's intrigued on something like Metroid and the Dodgers at the same time. This is bonus. But you're right. But you're right, Sean. There's there's a way that Samus moves, her agility, her speed, all that stuff. And quite frankly, it's one of the reasons why I prefer the side scrollers as as opposed to Metroid Prime, as as amazing as they are. Samus is very clunky in a first person shooter. You don't get the you don't get the same abilities that you would have um with with the type of agility you would expect from Samus but one of the notable things about this <clears throat> this uh this particular game is they really ramped up um and it, and quite frankly it's one of the reasons why I put this uh above Super Metroid at this point the boss fights um are hard yeah i've heard that there's been um <laughs> i mean like for it, there definitely seems like uh, as you said or at least what i've noticed online right you could tell as you said a lot of people have not played a lot of Metroid, right? You know, there's not, and this is maybe the most exposure it's had. And it's been like this thing where I guess you, from what I could tell, you have people like yourself who are very experienced. You understand how these fights work. You kind of know how to work your way through them. And even if they are a little bit hard, you know how to kind of troubleshoot it, right? To get through. Mm-hmm. And there are others that are kind of like, almost like a... I would say like a Dark Souls person trying someone to get into that, like where they're coming back and they're getting frustrated. I don't know if there's like difficulty options in this game or anything, if you can drop it down to get through. But I guess if not, you know, definitely seems to be a game that's taking the mantra of get good. Right. Yeah. I mean, the way Nintendo typically does it, they don't do they don't do an easy mode. They give you the they give you the they give you the the normal mode. Mm-hmm. And when you beat the game, it unlocks yeah, like really hard, right? Zelda or hard mode. So you know, you beat the game and it unlocks the um, the the hard mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but this thing, but this thing really uh, lends itself to sequence breaking, like any traditional Metroid game where you can technically, you know, not break the game, but understand certain areas in the environment that can that you you know if you learn certain tricks and maneuvers, you can get certain upgrades, certain power abilities, um, in an order where the game typically doesn't design isn't designed to get you that um, get you that ability. So that's that's kind of what I mean by sequence breaking, um, and it it lends itself once again for speed runs. People are posting their times on Twitter and um, and doing pretty well with it. But as far as the boss fights go, it's, you know, it's funny in Super Metroid if you you know <clears throat> if you jumped up and down and avoided attacks, sure. I mean, and, and oftentimes you can just power through, take the hits, and as long as you're just hammering the enemy with missiles you could probably get it done um these these boss fights are pattern recognition um timing is everything i mean the the final boss when i when i encountered him the first time i i my jaw dropped i was like how the heck am i supposed to do this hmm. uh so i stopped playing for a couple of days um i was because it freaked me out because <laughs> you did i mean you told me like when i was talking to you about this game so what night did you finally beat it? Because like you were, we were talking, night. yeah, Last like night. we were talking Fridays, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll have Metroid beat tonight. You yep. know, that was yep. what you told me. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts talking about it and everybody was saying how difficult the, the, the final boss was and everybody was psyching me out. And, and I started to go, gosh, I'm glad I, I'm glad I beat Sek- Sekiro when I did because once I hit 40, I don't think I've got I don't think I've got it anymore. I can't. I was not sure. I was not sure if I was going to be able to beat the boss um, before we talked about it. I mean, but the funny thing is, I sat down last night, just you know, didn't want to do it. <laughs> I just didn't want to do it, but I took care of it in about five tries. So it wasn't like. It wasn't like everybody, Sekiro, right? Like where, you know, like was, I'm sure. It's not as hard. No, it's not yeah, as I'm, hard as Sekiro. Yeah, because no. I know you are like me. I know, well, you beat the game and I didn't. I, I stopped. I had to move on to other things. But like, you know, there are a couple of those fights in Sekiro where it's like, hope you got about 30 tries in you, unless you're just gods at these types of games, you know, because that's what it's going to take. No. So I won't, I won't talk about it too much longer, but... Um, one of the notable things from a story perspective, and, and this, you know, this was in the original trailer when they announced it, so you know it's there. Um, there are these um, there are these enemies in the game that are called Emmys, and that's an acronym. Um, and I don't know what it stands for. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Ex- I feel- extra plan- it's, uh, it stands for Extraplanetary Multiform Mobile Identifiers. I feel like I wonder if they did that because, I mean, come on, dude. I feel like the Mars rover is called Emmy. I wonder if they did that because of that. Like, just I don't know, it. but that's cool. That's a great name. But at the perfect time you introduce Emmy to this podcast, I'm watching like I always do when I don't play a game, and I'm I, I watch this for two weeks now. Um, I just haven't. I don't want to go to the store and buy a video game, but I really want to f and play this game. Um, but at, as soon as you bring up Emmy. This is that one scene where uh, the chartreuse colored Emmy comes at you and you get to go up to the gravity like roof or whatever. And you hold on to it kind of like monkey bars. Yeah. Look at that visual. Like, come on, dude. 
Like that's that's the kind of stuff I think. And as a as a fan who's over on the sidelines right now, that's the kind of stuff that makes Metroid effing amazing. It yeah, makes so it fun and stuff like that. The enemy, uh, the Emmys in this game, I think there's, I think there's seven of them total. Um, they are limited to certain areas of the map. Once you go in there, you're in their domain. Um, but you know, you have to, you have to deal with them. You have to deal with these enemies in order to progress. I mean, you have no choice. There's no way to avoid them. Um, the only, and, and and these, and all I'll say about them is they are impenetrable to your powers. You cannot take them down. There's nothing you can do. You can't use a missile. They're impervious to your attacks. So, So you have to, you have to stealth your way through these areas. Um, and the way to take them down is not something I'll reveal, but there's 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 a way to do it. It's just you have to do certain things in order to do it. So kind of like and, the, uh, well, despite kind of like Mister X, right, in Resident Evil Two, right? Like, uh, yeah, I mean that that's a good way of looking without, at it. I mean, but as you said, apparently you can actually take them down. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, eventually that can happen, but you sure. have to do certain things to get that gotcha. done, gotcha. Dude, which I won't spoil. But they you know, chase you the whole time. <laughs> or um, what was it in Doom Eternal? Uh, what are those jerks called in Doom Eternal, John, that freaking hunt you? You know, oh, yeah, 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 those things. You know what I'm talking about. Ooh, those things, man. Those yeah. things suck. Um, but yeah, the. Um, but you gain certain abilities that help you move around the, that world when it comes to where they are. You, you get this and, and you see these, you see these things early on in the trailer. So they're not spoilery. You get this cloaking ability kind of like the predator um, <clears throat> that helps you uh, evade detection from these things. Um, and as you go through the game, they get, um, they're all different. They do different things. They get smarter. Um, they get to where they, they can hear you th- further distances away. So you have to, um, you get to the point where you just have to be faster than them. Um, and I was worried when I first saw kind of a gameplay breakdown that this would sort of break down the tempo of the game. Um, but surprisingly it never did. It never had any real effect. It was a, it was a very interesting and, and, and needed, uh, change to, to the series. It, it, it added something really unique to it. So you put, you couple that with the, with the boss fights and you've got some really good, you know, really good stuff. In addition to that, and I won't say what, I won't say what's going well, obviously um, people who are familiar with the uh, lore of Metroid um, kind of have a recognition of what's going on in the trailers where you're introduced to this enemy. You, you, you know, I, I won't, if you don't know, you don't know. Um, but the storytelling in this game is very good. Um, they have boasted this as the last game in the Metroid series, not necessarily Samus's story, but this is the last story about the Metroids and what they do with it is brilliant. Um, and everything it's, it's almost like, it's almost like Sakamoto had this idea in his head from the jump he really put everything together very nicely and everything ended making a lot of sense. You don't know, you don't know what's going to happen next. You hope there's going to be more games. And if, 
if the if the sales are going the way they're I think they're going, they're going to start doing a lot of good stuff. Like you know, I I I always assumed that they would put Samus Returns on the Switch. I hope they do that. I think that would be great. Um, oh, I, I also I also make a note of um, you know, Metroid's always been very famous for their maps um, and how well they're designed. Um, they've taken something really really good and made it even better. Um, you can even you can even filter down certain icons on the map to look at what you want to look at. I want to see all yellow doors. I want to see all green doors that you can open with a, I don't know, the wave beam or whatever. Um, so you can do a lot of that. And so the map is just very very well designed. Um, and the, the the great thing about it is <clears throat> this particular game, and I think some I think uh, who's the old God of War developer? Uh, Jaffe. Jaffe, he was he was he was actually complaining about the game design on tw- on Twitter. It's like, have you never played a Metroid game? I think um, it, it's actually funny because him <laughs> and then Arthur Geese were kind of in the same, like where they were talking about this thing of like hidden doors and like certain things where there's not a lot of like hint to you, and it's it's kind of like I guess it's hoping <clears throat> that you just take the because I saw the video, like I've seen videos where people were mocking Jaffe and all that, like where it's like they're just expecting you to understand that you go in there and kind of just shoot at the ceiling or shoot at like something, right? Like to mm-hmm. open up the path. And I don't know. I don't know how much Jaffe has played Metroid games. And I don't say, I don't Arthur. know either. It, yeah. it, it's, it, it was, I, I found it. Look, I mean, I'm not, I'm not dogging him. I'll sure. dog Arthur, Arthur geese all day long, but I'm not going to dog Jaffe about it, but nah. it's like, you know, the, the the there's never anything that tells you go here next correct um but y- you have to understand how the map works you have to understand certain power ups that you you know it it's it the games the metro games are a rhythm you you get a power up and you can access different areas mm-hmm. so the chances are that you know you get the power up and you go go to the places you couldn't go before and that's where the story progresses I never knew, and this is the cool part. I never, with with some exception, I never knew when I was going into a room if I was walking into a boss boss fight or 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 starting another cutscene or something like that. Yeah, it really it really keeps you guessing. It forces you to explore the map to get to the next thing. And there were times where it was a couple hours before I found where the next thing was. But that's just what the Metroid games are, and you can, <clears throat> you know, honestly, if, when Jaffe said that it's like maybe maybe there's more to this about why the sales have never really i don't know exceeded two million maybe people just don't like this kind of thing i I don't believe that because there's two ori's that exist right and ori is 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 one of those games where you have to kind of stumble your way across or yeah you know very metroidvania it but i don't know i feel like i feel like ori always kind of gives you an idea of where you're supposed to go like yeah I you feel know like you it, it's more idea. like with ori it's more of like yes there are a bunch of optional things for you to go explore right where what john is talking about and from what i understand what these two guys were talking about it's more of like that it's like there's not always guidance of where to go and like for someone who is maybe the metroid hardcore like john it's kind of it's not mm-hmm. a big deal for him to to think about I, how to explore versus like when you go games in 2021 and someone coming into this and never experiencing it 
does it get frustrating if they don't know to do these things that John, wrong, John just thinks to do it? Or, or, or does the game early on highlight how to pull up your map? I mean, it does a lot of that stuff to tell you. It shows yeah. you the tools of the trade. It, exactly. It doesn't. But mm. for example, when when I when I reviewed Fist a couple of weeks ago, mm. um, the, the the game will always tell you what to do next. Mm. It would that. show you an icon on like you see the map on your screen and then black screen where where you haven't you, where you, you have haven't not visited. Been. Yeah, where you and you've got go. this dot further away from where you've explored. Mm. Now you know where it is. You just don't know how to get there. Yeah. So the and that's and that's as I recall, that's how Ori did it too. Correct. It would show you this thing. It would show you this icon off of the map that you've explored, so you know where you, you know the area you're supposed to go it to. Was still the hard trick to is get you don't. Sometimes. Yes, yes, it was. You just you, you still had to figure out how to go about getting to that location, and that oftentimes was a challenge. Um, <clears throat> but this but this one makes you just. It doesn't really give you much hint. You you understand what you have to do. Um, in other words, what your next step is, but it gives you no guidance on where that where it is. Yeah, because I've seen these parts like where, especially like where Jaffe got stuck because he was live streaming when it happened, right? So it got captured and got put out there. And I mean, like you go in this room, I'm looking at him like he eventually. I guess the solution is he had to sh- shoot the ceiling. And it's like, I'm thinking from my perspective, like when those kind of things break break away walls and all that, there's usually an indicator in a lot of games now of like, hey, this is, you know, you could do something. You'll see the little crack in the wall. There was nothing. It was just like when you watch other people doing and they're shooting it and it just dissipates. It just goes away and then you go up and you keep going. And like I said, I don't know how much Jaffe's played... um, has played Metroid throughout his life, or maybe the last time he's played a traditional Metroid, right? And I think maybe that's where some of the disconnect comes with those moments. It's just like people maybe going so. like, I want guidance. And for John, I, I don't doubt that John can figure it out because like I said, if there's one person I know that's trained to figure out a Metroid problem. It's, it's John, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, let me, let me, so, let me ask you this, John, real quick. Uh, yeah. do you, do you relate to this before you, I know you had another talking point. Uh, but we got a friend in chat on Twitch from across the pond. His name's Nat. He said he missed the crack glass tube back on Super Metroid for <laughs> ages. He got so stuck on that. Was was yes. the stuff in this game that hard, or do you know that reference? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's actually that 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 moment in Super Metroid is is legendary. Um, it's and it doesn't and that's one of the and it doesn't tell you what to do there, but. In this, in in the entire sequence of Super Metroid, you you often find yourself going walking back and forth through this glass tube, <clears throat> and you know you'll find yourself, you know, getting stuck. Like there's this part where you're like you have to go somewhere, but you have no idea how to get there, and all of a sudden, um, you know you've got power bombs. Um, and all of a sudden you if you walk through that glass tube enough, and it's all of a sudden it dawns on you. It, no, keep going, John. I'm it not dawns you. on you that you're walking through a glass tube. Let me try this power bomb, and it completely shatters the tube. Mm. It's one of those. It's one of the more amazing uh, game design um, elements in a in a in the 16-bit era. Mm. It's I mean, it's a legendary moment. Everybody, everybody who loves Super Metroid loves that moment where you finally figure out that I'm walking through a glass tube. Maybe I can break it. 
And you think when you do it, you're like, this isn't, this isn't going to work. But then the glass starts to shatter and you're able to progress down into that area beneath the glass tube. It was really awesome. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there's hints of those moments um, in this game that kind of give a a wink and a nod to that moment in the game. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but, 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 but Sean, you immediately noticed um, Samus's mobility and the way she moves. The whole package is just an attractive package. And I'm not just talking about Samus. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it for the word to sound that way. Um, to it be looks, fair. It, the game. Uh, I know. Never mind. I'm yeah. Not say it. Um, the game looks fantastic um, from beginning to I end. I mean, I would. <laughs> I can say that. She's she's delightful. She's, you know? she's yeah. <laughs> I would. I wasn't going in that direction. <laughs> I was going for, for sure. the uh, my package direction. But hey, okay. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep, indeed. So I don't. I mean, if you love Metroid, um, you'll you'll absolutely love this. Um, this is a. I, I think it's a great time to get. If you if you never played a Metroid game, it's a great time to jump in and give it a shot. Does it do um, a good job of like? I guess. Do you think for someone who, like, say say you're a young kid, you're a teenager right now, you. You, as you said, like there's a lot of people on Switch experiencing probably Metroid. I would bet for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. They never played Prime. They never played the classic ones. They're 16 years old, and this is out. And because they have a Switch and that's their thing, they're like, "Hey, it got great reviews. I should go check this out." Do you think, like the story, story wise, they do a good job of giving you a primer? of what you're going with or should this be like something where instead maybe beforehand it might be helpful to go out to say your YouTubes and say like, what is the history of Metroid to this point? So I understand what's going on. I saw that they do a little bit of text, uh, but you can, you can elaborate for sure, John. Mm -hmm. Well, I will tell you this, uh, Metroid Samus returns gives a really good exposition of everything that had happened before. Um, with the exception of prime and, and this game does a very good job of explaining what was going on. It, it kind of glosses over everything prior mm. to Fusion, but it's but it tells you what happens in Fusion. It tells you why you're at this planet. Okay. Um, it tells you it tells you why the Federation sent you there. Um, so you know the whole. You definitely understand what happened in Fusion. You might not understand uh, what happened in like Prime and, and the original Metroids, right. gotcha. which isn't necessary. Which yeah, isn't not necessary, necessary for you this. Don't have yeah. To know. yeah. So um, this game, I will say for for people who loved the have loved the Metroid series as long as I have, there are things that you've wanted to see and know more about. You get all that in this game. Um, this game is is triple A in my peer, uh, in my opinion. Well worth the sixty dollars, um, and so from a Richard perspective, you've already guessed it. It's a, it's a solid 10 out of 10. Um, I admit my bias. I admit my fanboyishness. We went right into I, that, didn't we, Chris? He didn't even <laughs> well, ask. Well, you know, we've been talking about it a long time and I'm, yes, I feel like yes. I kind of need to wrap it up for everybody, but Never! I, I, can't, I, I can't, I can't recommend this game enough to anybody who even wants to try a 2d side scrolling Metroidvania game. Um, they, they have proven that not only had, did they invent the formula, they still own the formula. Um, they brought mm-hmm. their a game and they know what they're doing and Dear. none of it, none of it was stale. 
it was so i mean people are going crazy about this game it currently has an 89 on on metacritic um some some silly yahoos have given it sevens dear what can you do dear moon studios Excuse apparently me. you don't own the method they do need ori 3 <laughs> let's do this chris hit send send <laughs> so that's my that's my score guys that's okay. Your score and you're sticking to it. Hey, that's solid. That's a game. That's a goatee. Kind of like Continue. the Braves and Dodgers store. No, we don't, score we don't is sticking to four two. two in the top of the fifth with a pitching change coming up for the Dodgers because the Braves have two runners on and no outs. We don't want to talk about that, John. This is astonishing. This is what you get for getting Metroid, John. This is the pain you have to Tell take. <laughs> that's just up in the zone. We're at two and zero oh count. I'll probably get. Oh I mean, if it makes you feel better. Right, John. The way it will go for me is that the day that Ubisoft says, "That's right, Splinter Cell, whatever, coming out <laughs> on October twentieth, twenty twenty three." The next day, it will be Nick Saban has announced that after this season, he will be retiring as the head coach of the University of Alabama. You know, so that's probably the way it will go for me. <laughs> what just happened, and why would you say that? It's got to happen, Sean. <laughs> He just signed a new contract. Tracy Lawrence, time marches on. <laughs> Is daddy underneath the tree now and mama's right. whatever she's doing? I got you. Hey, John, that's 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 fantastic. And I mean that from a fan perspective. I could tell you thoroughly enjoyed that game. And and from an execution standpoint, they hit the mark. But I do I do appreciate I I, I appreciate hearing a fan play a game and it's right. I think you get an honesty that you don't get from somebody else. But then again, that other person who's not a fan also gives a different perspective. What's that mean? What's that mean? Saying I'm not being honest. I could have done a better job, but this is just brutal. Do you, let me ask you this follow-up question real quick. Do you feel like you went through the game too fast or do you, do you wish there was more? I, I ended that game last night with a, with a smile on my face. I was so satisfied. There you go. Good. Um, Good. I like and, the, and, about the, and the game is the game is as long as you want to make it. In as <laughs> yeah. As <you> <laughs> well, um, think of- I mean, it's I I I mean, Chris, you remember I played Metroid Other M like five times in a row. Yes. Um, played, I, I beat it on hard mode. <laughs> I mean, wait, wait. Let me let me recall this game real quick. Yes, John. I remember. The baby. <laughs> the baby. Yes. God, I used to mock John on that so hard because he's like, this story is so good. And I'm like, as he you said, know. this is this is 2010. So this is the year that Mass Effect 2 came out. So, you know, uh, I was I was an a-hole. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it. <laughs> uh, um, you guys want. Well, Owen, before I, I did want to point this out, John. Mm. Think about this. You know, this year has been a little bit lackluster in releases, but if you think about this, I don't know. I don't, well, well, hold on. No, no, no. I mean, like in the big, big, the big, perception like, yeah, of releases yeah, yeah. from a big standpoint. Yeah. yeah. But John got to talk about Metroid on the podcast, and I got to talk about Mass Effect on the podcast. That's a pretty good year for us. Sean, I, I don't care about fantastic. you, uh, wherever you play. But. Exactly, and that, I think that, it's been a fantastic year for games. Hmm. To where I, I'm like, why do I only have five slots for my game of the year? I don't know what to do at this point. I'm, I guess I'm in the different space. Are, I, I'm. Are we just gonna, 
do you think I'm going to just sit here and not square up on you for basically saying F what? me in any games I want to play? Well, you got to find something. What's coming out this year that rekindles your childhood? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is it Forza Horizon 5? How do you how do you put in a resignation? Do you just have to write a letter and say this well, is it out the blue? No, your typical comment <laughs> is I'm out. <laughs> I'm I'm an out. <laughs> I think I just said, hey guys, uh um, I got something to say. Yeah. All right, what, what's going on, Chris? Ready for next week? Well, <laughs> it's been a good ride. What 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 is this? This John, this sounds like he's leaving. <laughs> guys, um, <laughs> no uh you guys want to do some news sure okay yeah hot off the press and straight to your ears weekly games chat presents the news news i think they're only gonna hear me this week guys it's fine oh, why i don't know because you're right up on the mic i guess i don't know i went that way Look, I don't know how Discord buffering with loud You voices. and your negativity, dude. Listen, Ned, I can't keep with the negativity. You got to tighten up. I'm a positive. I'm a positive vibes kind of guy. Okay. Well, let me give you some positive news. <laughs> According to reports. I don't want to read this. Ubisoft has entered it. into development on a new Splinter Cell game. This would mark the first entry in the mainline series since Splinter Cell Blacklist in 2213. <laughs> right? 20,213. It hasn't come out yet, but we're looking forward to it, along with Starfield, which will be out that same year. Uh, the game is in early production with a small chance of official announcement in 2022. Fans of Tom Clancy games have been highly critical of the direction of the games of late, so hopefully this will be a title... That appeases those frustrations. Sean, I was talking about this with John before the show. Uh, you watch SEC shorts, right? On the YouTubes? Yeah. yeah. One of the running ones for Georgia this year has been Hope, right? Where before the season, Hope is a woman that tries to date a Georgia fan, and she he basically just sprays her with pepper spray to get her back because he's been burned so many times, right? Of having Hope. And... Then this past week after they beat Kentucky, Hope shows up and the pepper spray no longer works. And the Georgia fan is scared because he realizes there's no going back from here. Right now, I'm at the point where until this gets released, I am. No, I don't believe this. This is all BS. And it's going to be right. like, yes, yeah, Splinter Cell, the mobile game is coming out in 2023. Right. And it's, it's a mainline four. Yeah, it's yeah. a mainline entry that you can play on your mobile device. It's free to play, you know. But on the other hand, it could be legit. It could be a new Splinter Cell, and I would take it. And as long as it's not an Ubisoft or open world game, if it's do they true, kill Sam Fisher? If no, no, <laughs> he's untouchable. It, it, as long as a traditional Splinter Cell game and not an Ubisoft open world game that has Sam Fisher in it, and that's open not open world. Hmm. There's only open one open world. world spy game I've seen that's been done well, and that was done by this guy named Hideo Kojima. Um, 
But if it's I don't it, know, dude. Gears Five is it wasn't a true open world, but they kind of changed how you played Gears on that last one. No, no. Uh, the the important stipulation in this is spy espionage game, <clears throat> not right. Yeah, you know, so not not I, open I, world like just with a chainsaw I, fight. All I want is the traditional. Hey, if you're gonna do this, just just make a game that says kind of like Hitman or whatever. Right here's Hitman. here here's a level. You need to go kill this person. You can unlock yeah. all sorts of tools and go about it how you need to do it. Just Sounds accomplish terrible. the objective. <laughs> Sounds you love Hitman. I do love Hitman, but I'm a Hitman. I'm not Sam Fisher in a wetsuit with some night goggles. Yeah. Blacklist is probably like one of my favorite games from um not the Xbox uh, from, era. From the 360 era. That was like the yeah. that was outside of GTA 5, that was probably the last great. 360 game i think i played that i can think of right now wait was gta 5 on 360 mm-hmm. are we for real right yeah. now yeah <laughs> that game's still like in the top five people love it <laughs> <laughs> you know what man i'll tell you what you might say that gta 5 is kind of had a hot run kind of like a streak Kind of like streak. Yeah. Kind of like these Bravos. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Speaking, speaking of streaks. Speaking <laughs> of streaks. Um, for the MPD, PlayStation 5 has finally emerged as the best-selling hardware platform. Yeah. Across the U.S. in September, selling the most units and making the most money. Previously, the Nintendo Switch console led for 33 straight months. This is quite an accomplishment with PS5 being hit with shortages since its launch in 2020. So you could say like PS5's Texas A&M and the Switch was Alabama. And PS5 wins now. Don't do that. Don't do that to PlayStation. They are better than Texas A&M. They had, they had shortages. <laughs> they didn't have the consoles. They had a lot of money that to buy, kind of like Jimbo Fisher's contract. If anything, they were, uh, no, they were no. underachieving. No, no. If anything, <laughs> PlayStation is basically Alabama from that period of like you know where the dark ages were, and now they've reemerged. We don't talk about those. And that's they, when I had the big. By the way, that's when I had the biggest sticker and wore all the clothes all the time because that's when my true fandom comes out when we stink on ice. From an analytical perspective, I think the reason this happened, and it's not to discredit PlayStation, but <clears throat> I think uh, oh, purchases of the Switch slowed down in anticipation of the new console. Of the OLED. Yeah. You will or see the swollen. You will see the swollen, um, the they Switch you, back on top this month, most likely. Did, um, did any of you consider going after the OLED? Yeah. By the way? I looked for it when I went out. I couldn't find it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Alana Pierce said it looked amazing, and she was playing Metroid on it. I went to go buy one <clears throat> because she did because she looked amazing. She is amazing, Alana. If you listen to the show, shout out to us. Say what's up. We can just be friends, dude. You're like Australian and stuff. It's cool. Uh, speaking of Australian, Animal Crossing and Nintendo Online news. What? That's During a, a recent pivot. Animal Crossing direct, Nintendo announced one free and one paid DLC expansion coming in November. See John a DLC is uh, the expansion will see the arrival of the long-awaited Brewster and his coffee shop, the Roost. 
The paid That's DLC good. will include Happy Home Paradise that will let you design villagers' dream homes on a brand new archipelago. It will cost $24.99. Some of us call that $25. However, this expansion will expansion will be free for anyone who purchases the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack. Pricing for these expansions likely overshadow the Animal Crossing announcements and are as follows. Here's a colon and some things listed after it. First bullet, Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack membership will include access to Nintendo 64 and Sega games. Alongside Animal Crossing New Horizons Happy Home Paradise, the cost of the membership will cost $49.99 a year. That is a $30 increase from the standard membership. A family membership will cost $79.99 for 12 months. That's a $45 increase from the standard family membership. And that's when Chris gets booted out of John's house. <laughs> no, you can keep the original plan. You know. Yeah, yeah. If you like your if you like your plan, you can you keep, keep your it. plan. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's good. But uh I, I I can't say this enough about this game. When we were in our biggest blah, sad period, COVID, Animal Crossing came to the Nintendo the Switch, and I think it helped a lot of people during a tough time. Agreed. And um, it's it's still thriving, and it's one of those games when you start planning, they don't want you to stop. They offer stuff all the time. <laughs> so well, I've got um, I noticed on Discord this. This uh, our Discord channel. This blew up a little bit. Um, a few people were expressing their irritation, and I was initially irritated. I think I still am a little bit by the <laughs> by the price of this stuff. Um, because I I don't think that uh, the only I don't know, Chris. Maybe you can tell me if I'm on the right track here. Um, it's either a combination of greediness mm. or licensing from Sega or a combination of the two that has led to this increase in price. Um, the fact that you can get animal crossing new horizon DLC in this package doesn't mean anything to me. And no. I know the game sold 33 million units. I get that, but there's, but that's what that's there's 80 there's, almost a hundred million switch owners now. Correct. So what are you going to do about them? My, my hope would be that what really would have been really cool about this package. Had they said any and all DLC for Animal Crossing. Well, no, any and all DLC for a Zelda title. Mm. Uh, I mean, they've got these expansions for Hyrule warriors, any, any and all expansions for Nintendo first party are yours. With this expansion, no, because I was thinking sixty four, um, and Sega, it doesn't sweeten the pot for me personally. Me either. And you kind of hit, you kind of were almost where I was with it. Instead of it being the Animal Crossing DLC, almost make it to where if you upgrade to this membership, here's a list of potential DLCs you can choose from, and depending on what kind of my my game is. Yeah. What if I'm not a hardcore Animal Crossing, but I am a hardcore Zelda or or whatever? Here's a plan you can choose that you're guaranteed to get that DLC. That would have been dope. Or, yeah, maybe this, the mm-hmm. idea of like, 
hey, per 12 months, you get one free DLC of a Nintendo title, right? So if you're a Bayonetta fan and Bayonetta 3 comes out next year and in the fall they do a DLC, you want that? That can be your one. If Metroid Dread has an expansion, you could do that if you're, you know, whatever. And you could even in extend it out and be courteous and say it applies to all of our past DLCs. Like I'm buying, just, I'm buying it right now. I could I'm understand go, that. I'm buying Metroid right now. But I mean, you you don't even you don't even you don't even improve your online service. You just, exactly. You just you just dump more games into your library, and I it's. <laughs> I mean, if they if they were if they would give 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 their audience a two year plan of a game that they can expect. I mean, mm-hmm. they they've even said that the NES library and the Super NES library they've been dumping trash onto it for the past six months. Yeah. Uh, have you not looked nothing, at it? It's sorry. Have you have you have? I'm asking that like in a yeah 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 yeah. It, I mean, there's nothing terrible. There's nothing that people. There's nothing that's just jumping out at me, but. I I I will say this. Uh, this will be coming out of two sides of my mouth. <clears throat> eh. What does that mean? So I did some. I broke down some numbers. So what I have currently is the family plan. So I I spend thirty nine ninety nine a year, and it grants me access to give it to eight people, Chris included. So so Chris is is. If it Chris makes you feel my- better, I don't think I've accessed it since. <laughs> If you want to get rid of me, John, you go right ahead. <laughs> you know, that's fine. Yeah. So that was $39.99. And if you break that down, you're paying $6.60 a month for the $39.99 plan. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Scratch that. That's, that's, sorry. What you're paying, what I'm paying currently is $3.30 a month. And if you break that down by how many people are using my account, it's 41 cents per person. That's pretty good. Now, what people are upset about is the fact that the $79.99 plan now costs $6.60 a month. And the individual people you share that plan with, it costs 83 cents per person. Now, if you break it down like that, you're going, well, it's still six bucks a month. But my only problem is you're not, my only problem is my problem is not the price. The problem is you haven't really given me anything. Yeah. It's, it's well, there's no added value to the subscription. Plus not really, plus what right. you said, like, as you said, like, even though it might only be $6 a month, that's double the price Dude. pretty much, you know, like the person. Yeah. That you had before, you know, that's a huge increase without it really coming with improvements to the service itself. It's just like, here's a bunch of games that are, you know, I mean, no offense to N64, fine generation, but that was 95, you know? There, I would much rather it be a service, like, I would like all of them to go closer to what Game Pass is, where it is a service where I kind of look and I go, okay, I'm paying, what is it, 9.99 a month, and I can justify in my head Two dollars of that is probably what I'm paying for the online, and the rest of it is what I'm paying for the library. Right? That's kind of how I see it. Personally, I would love it if all online games were just free because that's the way it is on PC, and I don't think anyone should get a pass. I don't. Microsoft, 
PlayStation Nintendo, I think it's BS. You should just take the expense and go. There's a whole entire plethora of, you know, billions of gamers who play on online games for free. You should not get a pass just because it costs you a little bit of servers because no offense, you are making plenty of money elsewhere right now in terms of sales. No one can tell me that Nintendo is hurting for money right now. And to go back to what John originally said, I think this, he asked me, what did I think it was? I think this is just traditional of what Nintendo does. And I'm not going to say the others aren't guilty of it. PlayStation is definitely be guilty of it. Xbox was guilty of it way at their height and they've kind of come down, but they could still find moments. And we saw it last year where they had to kind of say, we're going to increase the price of uh, gold memberships, right? And then they all of a sudden the next day cut and run because they got blasted for it rightfully on the internet. I think that's true here. I think it's this is them just going, what's in our revenue stream? We added to you a couple of things that really weren't hard for us to do, and it's going to pay easily for this online service in every single way, and it's going to bring us profit. And that's what we do. I mean, I well, understand. I don't mean to. I don't mean to push back. A, I, I'm going to push back a little bit. Um, y- you want everybody to do what Microsoft does. Uh, I want everyone to do what Steam does. Honestly, above well, all. Well, <laughs> fine, but you but you started off with Microsoft yeah. this this and this, and Nintendo and 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 PlayStation might be making boatloads of money, mm-hmm. but you have to also remember that Phil Spencer is Scrooge McDuck and he has a money bin. So it's Nintendo. And Compared, okay, all right, wait a minute. Okay, compared as a company, you yes, Microsoft has a do, ton. But don't you know act, better than that. You don't act like that. to me that Nintendo has not made tons of money where for what they need to That's do. That's not what I said. Yeah. I didn't say that. What I said is you have to at least admit that what Microsoft is doing, they have, a, they have more capability to do the things they do than Nintendo Correct. has. Nintendo can't release their first party titles for free. I, I'm, yeah, that. I'm not saying that. I'm not you saying that. that. But at the same time, you mm-hmm. know this and I know this, that Nintendo, we've talked about this before, like Nintendo does not really cut prices on anything and they can get away with it because they, you know, I think those who are inundated into the Switch hardware or whatever Nintendo hardware it is at the time, they will pay whatever it is. They don't. They don't require... Like, I never go on a message group or whatever. Like, I even see with Sony people where they go, well, I'll pick that up when it goes on sale for 20 bucks. There's no one saying that on the Nintendo side. They just buy it because that's why they have the Nintendo console to play things like Mario Kart, to play, you know, Mario, Legend of Zelda, Metroid Dread. And that's fine. But, like, at the same time, I see Nintendo is very good at milking people. This is what they do. They do it very well. So I, there's no part of me that is like looking at Nintendo going, yeah, they're really struggling for cash. They really need to find a new revenue stream. They have plenty of revenue stream, which is why they have tons of cash on hand. We talk about this, you know, like they, they are sitting on piles of cash. It's not, I would say that like Sony, even with the success of a PlayStation five, is in a lot tougher spot than Nintendo as a company because of other parts of their business, right? And it would probably be true for Microsoft as well, where if other parts of their business fail, Xbox can't save them. You know, they need those parts to be successful. That's what they're focused on. That's where their money comes from. Um, 
And I guess I, I just don't think Nintendo should get a free pass because they're going like, yeah, we put N64 and Sega Genesis games on here for you. Pay us more if you want those things. I don't. I don't want to. We, we, we're talking about this a lot, but I mean, I don't think they look at it as a free pass. They look at there's a value because there's no other way to really access their Nintendo 64 library, and they're very excited to introduce the Sega aspect of it as well. And John, going back all the way to your original thought, I do think the Sega aspect of it does influence why the price went up because of the licensing involved with Sega. Yeah. But I also think there is some inflation to it to a degree because Nintendo looks at their product with a more premium eye under a more premium lens than a lot of other companies do. Microsoft's giving games away with Games Pass where Nintendo's charging a little bit, and Fanboy right here doesn't like it. So it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you're right. Nintendo, you have to remember, Wii U, the Wii U system was the first Nintendo system that they sold at a loss. They mm-hmm. never sell at a loss. Correct. Um, so, so like, you know, they value, they and value that system failed them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I, I agree on the other side of it. Microsoft, you're right because of who they are. They could take a little bit more risk. I, I definitely like, they are the only one of these three that from the start could have taken the risk of games pass. I totally agree with that. On the other hand, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not here to like sing that they're the perfect thing. Like, I, I honestly have said this. The perfect online system is what goes on in PC, right? <clears throat> Which is unless you have to run thousands of dedicated servers for one game, aka WoW, Final Fantasy fourteen online and others, for the most part, it's really hard for me to argue that you can't factor in server space for how things work. And I can't give a pass to someone, especially like Nintendo right now, when you don't even have party chat, you don't have. I mean, that pisses me know, off too. Yeah. And I'm not being funny. And you saw me laughing a minute ago. In full disclosure, when you were talking about PCs, I got to be, I got to keep it 100 on a stack that, right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. You sounded like <laughs> oh. the commercial where the Apple guy stood next to the PC guy. Mm-hmm. You remember? You sounded like the PC guy. <laughs> and I thought it was BS for those things back then too. I was like, you're this, zoning this in. Is just, I pre- yeah. I love I love conversations like this, and that's yeah. it, it's going to be interesting to see if this thing is successful, if people buy it, and if this entices people who haven't played Animal Crossing to buy it to get it, and all that stuff. But I appreciate our news team for putting this together, and that that's my official statement on that. Hey, speaking of official things. Rockstar Games has officially announced that the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition is coming, uh, which is, I'm sorry, comprising of Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas, uh, is coming this year and will be on the PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X slash S, the Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Man, announcing games has gotten very wordy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, the games will feature across-the-board upgrades, inc- including graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements for all three titles, while still maintaining the classic look and feel of the originals. All existing versions of the game are currently for sale. Oh, I'm sorry. All existing versions of the game that are currently for sale are to be removed from the storefront. And again, keeping up my critical vibe, I guess tonight, I think that's kind of a BS call. I mean, if you want to buy 
an older version, the game that's been on Steam, Xbox, whatever, uh, forever. I don't see why this should be removed. I don't think why you should have to go out there and pay a premium price for games that are honestly, again, close to 20 years old. I think it's, I don't understand that. But on the other hand, I'm excited and I'll probably pick this up because I love Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> so you're complicit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm very much how, you know, Todd Howard a couple of weeks ago said, we'll stop putting out Skyrim when you stop buying it. Yeah. I'll buy these. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure got, that there's he's a... He's got his wallet out, John. He's like, mother, I don't want to pay any more. Mm-hmm. How much is it again? Right. Obviously, there's a, motive, there's a motive to make sure that people buy their remastered copy. But there's also this thing, and we talk about it with consoles all the time. You know, it's like, <clears throat> you know, you've got a Wii and a Wii U sitting on the shelf. Mm. Which one are you buying? Which one do you think is the new one? I don't know. So <laughs> it's like, it's like almost they want to get, make sure that the option of... The, it, it almost they it almost there's a, there's a there's another side to it where you want to eliminate confusion on what you're buying. Yeah. You guys look like you froze for a second. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was you caught me first of all thinking, man, that's a good little sip. I was reading the next news piece, thinking of how I could tie that in, and I meant to tell you the Dodgers got out of a jam and struck out this guy with two on, and and they're at the bottom of like the fifth now, still down. Uh, uh, Sean, it's five to two. They're still in the jam. <laughs> is it five? Is it five to two now? In the middle, it's in the sixth inning. Five oh, to two. <laughs> no, it's crazy. For I the just... record, I, I've said this. I said this uh, off stream or on stream, but off podcast mm-hmm. to John. For the record, everyone, Sean, whatever TV service he has is like. Maybe three. He already knows who won the World Series. He's just yeah, being, the, the he's Braves, being, pro, one, he's being polite. Down, y'all are down three to nothing. <laughs> we can't explain. <laughs> but it is. It, you know what's crazy to me? Um, I, we don't live in a big sports town. We just don't. Uh, but so you watch. And I didn't notice this when the Braves crowd, but I'm noticing. I love this about the Dodgers crowd. Um, you'll see a, a, a guy at a game with a Dodgers hat on and a Lakers jersey. Yep. And stuff like that. And that's L.A. has to be one of the coolest cities in the world. They're they're cool because they will only come out for excellence. Like it's like Miami, right? Like the heat, if the heat suck fans. You'll look at the arena. It's completely empty, but they're great. Oh, man. Are they hyped up? Speaking of hyped up, John, I need to know how you feel about the announcement that you are about to speak on. I need to know where you stand. I tell you. All about it. <laughs> in game footage, uh, in game, in game footage uh, has been released for the upcoming Rocksteady title, Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League, which yeah. is the dumbest title I've ever heard. Who cares? They want to kill the Justice League, bro. The footage showed off the game's versions of the Flash, Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman, and more footage of Superman. The story trailer showed the game's main characters being recruited from Arkham Asylum and sent to Metropolis to fight the threat. Incidentally, they in- indicated that it was the Arkham Asylum from the games, so I don't know what that does with the timeline here. That would be interesting. The game is still slated for 2022, and we've not received a new release date for Gotham Knights, but did get a new story trailer. The trailer reveals Nightwing take talking to taking talking talking to penguin explaining that the new bat family doesn't stand a chance against the gotham city controlled by the court 
of Owls. Gotham mm-hmm. Knights is set in a universe in which Batman has died, in case you didn't know. And John. you put those two together, I want Gotham Knights infinitely more than I want Suicide Squad. Damn. Um, but we just don't know when the heck it's coming out. It's like, it's got to be done, man. Wait, I'll Batman play. Dies? I will play both of these games just because I'm pretty convinced that in Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. At some point, Batman's going to show up to help them kill the Justice League. <laughs> I wondered what would break first. Your spirit or your body? How do you guys know that Batman dies? Does he go bad in the comics? No, they there's they a, announced it. They show a gravestone. Yeah, I I feel like there's a hook to that. There's something about. No, that. I mean, like in the in the comics, did he ever die? No. Yes. No. Like he Superman died. died I get it, but he's Superman. And they brought him back. That was in the comics. That was legit. He died a couple of years ago. Bruce Wayne's dead. Hmm. Yes, though I think they, they got like a Miles Morales of Batman. Well, if I recall, <laughs> I, and I'm not 100% up to the, to this, they just reset things. Like you have a Batman shirt on. Yeah, I know. Which is why you I must be died. ready for these questions. <laughs> <laughs> sir, you imagine we wear like a Zelda shirt or a Superman shirt and somebody across the door, sir, <laughs> need you to answer this question. But no, yeah, I think he died like it was like three years ago, maybe. I don't know. It was a big That's thing. Sad. Uh, something that could be big is now delayed again, or just delayed, however you want it. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Elden Ring. Yeah. It's going to be delayed until February 25th. Um, however, so let's let's start off with the bad news. Let's come into some good news here, okay? Mm. The game will get a closed network test. See, John, a closed Yay. network test. From November 12th through the 14th. That's about, I'm looking at the calendar, just under a month, ladies and gentlemen. You can register it for it. What? You can register <clears throat> for it. <laughs> you can register for it. Uh, you can register for it, and, uh, but the test will focus only on consoles. Mm-hmm. So PC sense. master rates, uh, you gotta just you gotta just chill. This is a, d- a delay of just over one month, and is due to quote. This is great, the depth and stra- uh, strategic freedom strategic. of the game exceeded initial expectations. The hmm. team, however, did thank players. So that's all of us and you guys for your patience. Thank you for being patient. The sad part about this news to me is not that we have to wait in our month for Elden Ring because, you know, whatever you got to do to get this game and make sure it comes out on day one and it's fine, right? I'm totally fine. You got delay. I get it. We live in a COVID world. It's hard times. But the the hard part is that it got delayed to February 25th, which if anyone's looked at that murderous row that is setting up from like, I think it's starting around February 18th or 20th and going through about the first week or so of March, there is a Mm. ton of titles coming out and you just like saints row is in that period. I know, uh, I believe horizon forbidden West is in that period. So you're just like, man, we're about to drop all these triple a titles and who's gonna, you know, win, I guess, Russian roulette of releases, right? Is it going to be the one that got out of the gate first, or is it going to be the one that was most anticipated or the one that just got the best reviews? I don't know. 
Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did you pull it up? I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you got Dying Light two. There you go. Yeah, there's one uh, for John. <laughs> you've got a big expansion for Destiny coming out that they're very excited about called The Witch Queen. You have Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Saifu is coming out mm. on the 22nd. Elden Ring now is the 25th, the same day as Saints Row. Um, so, yeah, that's a little run there. Yeah. That's a little run. So And, and just like thinking of it, if you're like, if you're Saifu, you need to get out of that. <laughs> yeah, like, you need you, to be like, you bruh. don't have any choice. But like, again, like if you're if you're Saints Row, same day now as Elden Ring, I don't know why you would even attempt that because there's just going to be so many people that are hyped for Elden Ring. And I love Saints Row, but I don't even think Saints Row has the reach of what. Well, that and game especially is. you got to think they got a little bit of backlash from when yeah. they finally announced it, so that. Sure. It's all the makings of, hey, you know what? Let's let's push it on back a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so where, where, where are we at now? Let's see how we tie this in. <clears throat> While one thing is delayed, uh, Chris, tell us about something coming soon. That's a good pivot. <laughs> that about a 4.5 right there. About <laughs> 5. Disney and Lucasfilm have teased a Star Wars game announcement that will be coming in December. Hey, why do I think the Game Awards will have a Star Wars announcement now? Uh, This is all part of the, quote, bring home the bounty campaign, which which will see new Star Wars toys, collectibles, books, apparel, and more revealed on a weekly basis from now until the end of December. There are currently many games in development under the franchise, such as an obvious sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, as well as the KOTOR remake. What new game announcement would you like to see? I mean, if I'm if I'm Disney and I want to partner things and hit them together, if you could, I would announce the release date of season three of Mandalorian or I guess the Boba Fett series, right? And I would pair it with by the fact that we're making a Mandalorian game. And it's you, you, you and I are on the same page now. Maybe more Mandalorian. Um, yeah, but I still can't. I can't believe that it, it felt like the making of that bounty hunter game had such promise, and it just oh, went uh, away. Thirteen, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I, and I know that that's not going to be tied in, but it would be great if something bounty hunter ish. Whether it be Mandalorian or whatever is tied into an announcement, that would be that's up my alley right there. Thoughts Wait, the Dodgers have Albert Pujols? <laughs> there was a time I knew everything about baseball. That time is not now. The Dodgers got a base hit, John, and Albert Pujols is up the bat now. And the crowd's going nuts. He is one of the greatest hitter, hitters of all time. He looks like he's about 108 years old now. I think he's on his last legs. Mm-hmm. This could be... Uh, this is weird. This but he is could like have, Montana. hey, he could have one good swing. That's he, all. They all like they uh, that guy with the red hair, number uh, ten. He's over there getting hype. Who was the dude from the '86 World Series, John, with the like hurt leg that hit the home? Kurt run? Gibson. Yeah, Francisco get, Cabrera. No, oh, so no. Pujols swung at one in the dirt just now. But no, it was Kurt Gibson who hit the iconic home run. 
Yeah. And you know, fun fact I learned about this on oh, the radio. I thought you were talking about the Braves. No. No. The, um, the, uh, the fun fact that's kind of sad about the Kirk Gibson home run, mm. no one has claimed to have the baseball and it never came back to Kirk. No one There's, knows who has the baseball. That's sad for him, but I love the idea of like some family that somehow yeah. like, can't afford tickets ever got to go to a Dodgers game and caught that home run and just caught sits that, on, that sits on Think man. about that documentary, Chris. Right? That'd be a great one. Um, John, you're up this week for finally. So as you get ready for that, Chris is going to turn his effect on. And ladies and gentlemen, this is this is it. Ooh, up. Finally, this week. Ladies and gentlemen, I am pleased to bring to you the announcement that Final Fantasy XIV continues to thrive. Let's get let's get into it. During a times. recent hands-on preview yeah. event for Endwalker, director Naoki Yoshida revealed that Final Fantasy XIV has surpassed 24 million players and has become the most profitable Final Fantasy game in the series. Quote, you all know just how hard things were for us with the original Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Since do. then, we were able to transform the title into one that provides a major contribution to our company's profits. It's per- it's perhaps unbecoming of me to say, but in terms of our business, we've been able to achieve great success. Moving forward, we're going to spare no expense with our investments to ensure that this game continues to be one which our players can enjoy. Hey, John. That could be attributed to a lot of things, including Activision's um, WoW no. decline. It, it first started when WoW, when WoW's latest expansion was Bombed. not, it was no bueno. It was kind of blah. And and it also, it did not hurt at all that major streamers, so shout out to streamers who have influence, jumped ship and started playing Final Fantasy XIV. Hey, John. I just said that, basically. But, John. <laughs> I just want to highlight, uh, spared no expense. That's two for this episode. Spare no expense. <laughs> I, I want to. I, I love the uh, the humbleness of Naoki Yoshida, and I love that he's just like, yeah, we're, we're balling. I'm sorry to say that. I, I don't mean to be boastful, but we're balling, and we're going to keep this thing rolling. That's what he just said. <clears throat> Is that what we're going to do? We're going to keep it rolling. We, uh, <laughs> does that mean? Does that mean? It? Does that mean you want to wrap it up? Uh, let's go ahead and clear the air on that one. Never. John, do you want to wrap it up? Just to be safe. Okay. Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the year 3000. <laughs> That's fantastic. So uh, it's really funny. We call this segment of the show emails. Uh, this is going to be your reminder of our email. Did John put on his rally cap? But I think he did. I think John <laughs> did put on his rally cap. Um, 
So our email address, just in case you forgot during the break, is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, our email address is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Thoughts and prayers welcomed. Um, uh, let's pivot over uh, to but, Discord. But, Sean, I, why, why, yeah. are there, why are there no emails? I, Chris, we're going to just uh, pivot because they forgot the email address. They had, they had two weeks, Sean. They took a break too, Chris. I don't like this. They, I don't like this at all. But we do have an email section on our Discord server. It's popping over there. I tell you what, um, we got some soda really popping, folks. Uh, soda popping, TV. That's what's up. Uh, there's a follow up email sent back on ten six by Yuri. And if you remember Yuri, he sent an uh, email over on Discord about Apple Arcade. So we'd like to clarify something about the Apple Arcade. Hmm. Yuri stands our stance, but he was talking about the perspective of someone with a single TV. And many consoles, PS4, PS3, Nintendo Switch, and two kids. So not to waste too much precious energy fighting with the kids about whose turn it is to use a TV on top of gaming, also series, movie watching, and all that, he tends to prioritize his precious TV time based on the content that works best on the big screen. At the same time, Yuri does not have Games Pass. He has an older Mm -hmm. PC and no Xbox. Okay. And PlayStation Plus is limited to two new games a month. So Apple Arcade is a great or as he says, a good alternative source of new and portable titles on a budget. I do understand, as Yuri says, it does not make sense for the gaming lifestyle of the three of us. On that note, I wonder what will become of Netflix gaming. For subscribers, will be a nice bonus content with no extra cost. A great follow-up email, Yuri. You always word things eloquently. I appreciate it very much, and you put things into a perspective that really, really makes sense. Uh, and if I remember much about us in that arcade email you sent, we didn't, we haven't touched it. We don't play it. We spend our time and energy no. on other things. But what you just set up as far as a perspective is fantastic. Um, I think it's great for people. Like if you actually love mobile gaming, yeah, why wouldn't you have Apple Arcade? Right? There's so much upside. Um, I know he said something about Netflix gaming, and I think it's just one of those things. Kind of like when you look at Apple and Google and their ventures in the gaming, it's just going to come down to really is Netflix dedicated, right? Because it's a lot easy to, I think, think you can get into it. Um, but when's the last time you heard someone say anything about Stadia? When's the last time you heard anything about Google Do in you guys general remember gaming? remember how excited I wanted to be about Stadia yeah. and absolutely just couldn't? Exactly. Hmm. About a week later, Yuri followed up with a... Uh, and I'm going to invite each and every one of you who are listening to go to our Discord section under our emails. Yuri and Punkhead have two articles they linked under the email section. One is a topic about um, the chip shortage, why everything is suddenly more expensive and why it's not going to basically get better anytime soon. And then uh, there's another one about supply. Uh, Punkhead did, this is the one Punkhead posted and he said, um, it's not the same as the one you reposted, but it, they both talk about our what they're calling our great supply chain disruption right now, as it as it, yeah. um, you know, relates to the pandemic and how things are very hard for us to attain, like video game consoles and chips, and even the computer chips in your cars. Um, Chris, if you want to, do you have Discord, or do and we all have to pull up, or do you just want to continue to kind of talk on what I'm going to bring up? Because this can... next one has to do with all of us. You ready? Yeah, go for it, buddy. So yeah. Punk, Punkhead says, dear at host, that's us three. That's all of us. I don't know if you know this. That's me. 
Um, please make your case for at Nat the Gooner, 49ers or Washington. Nat the Gooner follows up with or New Orleans, maybe. So we'll leave it there because what I want to do is a tie-in to Twitter. So we're going to go over to Twitter now. And Nat sent a, a message in. And let me read this in its entirety. Then we can debate. And I, okay. your input right now is valuable, Chris. John, if, if you want to, it's it's obviously valuable as well. So if you remember, Nat was the one that tied in Chris's England Sutherland Salvi team, right? Because of roots and all that stuff. So correct. Nat's been, he says, he says this in our DM. So I've been considering potential NFL teams. Hmm. The Vikings, because I love the Peanuts characters, and Charlie Brown lived in Minnesota, apparently. Okay. Louisiana, because Chris's new Premier League team, Southampton, are also nicknamed the Saints. Do do Louisiana also play in the same division as the team you guys follow? Or did you guys choose one, maybe a rival team to yours for the banter, and maybe a team that doesn't have an animal in its name? Also, what is the AFC and NFC? Thanks, guys. If you come up with a team before this weekend, now you sent this back. A little while back, so we apologize. Uh, I'll get stuck and straight away. <laughs> okay, okay. So, yeah, starting it out. AFC versus NFC, Nat, is basically there are two conferences. <laughs> One's called the American Football Conference. The other is called the National Football Conference. All that matters for that as far as football is that basically there's a winner that comes out of the AFC and one that comes out of the NFC. Those are the two teams that play each other in the Super Bowl. Everything else is the same. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think they all fact, play the each AFC other. W- the AFC was its own own kind of like football league. But at mm. the creation of the National Football League, yeah, it came on over. They cre- Then they created the NFC. And like Chris mm-hmm. said, it's it's divisions. It's different things. And you play certain teams. But it, it really Correct. matters because at the end, like Chris just highlighted eloquently, the Super Bowl plays the AFC versus the NFC. So you have to win one to be there. Now, um, so that's a great, great, great point. Now, um, as far as which team you should pick, um, obviously you should pick the Washington football team. I mean, <laughs> we've won three Super Bowls. Joe Gibbs, one of the winningest coaches of all time. Um, you know, we have the Hogs. We have Chase Young, the uh, beast of the East, if you will, in terms of sacks. Chris, I got to ask you a question as you're saying what you do have. One's going to be when was the last time you actually That doesn't matter. And and as far as things you do have, Chris, mm-hmm. uh, do you have a team logo or mascot? Yeah, it's a W. And, um, <laughs> w for the win, yo. Give me that dub. Right. No, now, no. Now, That's my pitch for there. But honestly, discussing it out and like hearing all the things, I we, we talked a little bit this between the segments and such. I'm actually with Sean. I don't think you should go for the saints. Um, saints are, they're unique is the best way to say it. Right. Like they're, you really while the need name it. Yeah. While the name's tied into Southampton, it's not the same way. No, in the same saints. I guarantee you. Cause I've, I've been to Southampton and, uh, I have also been to Louisiana and they are two different things. Uh, one is very Creole and uh, the other is not. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> think you should be a Saints fan, but like actually talking with your Arsenal ties and everything, 
If you're not going to come over to the Washington Football Club, which definitely does have any issues, we're a perfect team, everything about us, everyone loves us. It's not like we ever had an offensive name or did anything bad. Um, if you're not going to come to us, I would actually agree with Sean. I think the New England Patriots might be your team, just based on the fact you're an Arsenal fan. They're the Gunners. Patriots are the Patriots. Unless the Washington team is going to come up this year and say they're the Generals or something, I don't know. <laughs> Another team that yeah. has a more, you know, kind of accurate name to them. And I know that you have that tie-in with the that you're thinking of the the Vikings, Minnesota, and the Peanuts characters. If you end up going there, let us know. Um, of course, the reason Punkhead brought up the Niners, that's me. I love the 49ers. Um, but to me, it just started making sense mm. um from a from a standpoint where they're the New England Patriots. Now, I gathered now you may go no because the Patriots that came over from England, if you will, and settled, they left the motherland. I get it. They left England. You might not want anything to do with them. If that's the case, let us know. Um, but maybe, I, I think well, you're safe. If he's going what? that route, then maybe the Packers, or we could just tell him to be a Bengals fan because that's a great No, we're not going to do, do that to anybody. What's up, Bengals fans? How you doing? Hey. Uh, Joe I think I think for show tie-ins, you do Niners or, or Washington. I think for your own interest, maybe the Vikings. Oh, he's already um, he's already came through. He's already said what? it's New England Patriots. Mac Jones. He's a Mac Jones guy. He Mac loves- Jones. And that's a tie-in for a former Alabama quarterback. Uh great system up there, great tradition. So there you go. There's your team. You know, uh, Lock. he said lockdown. Push the button. Order the Patriots. Go NFLshop.com. Sean. Uh, promo code weekly games chat. Wait, what? You know, it's also at New England. What? Damian Harris. Uh, Chris, can, yeah, you're right. Can you real quick wow. make either your wow. face? No, okay. no, no, no. Because I, I was thinking about something else. Damian Harris, running back for Alabama, of course. Thank you. Dante Hightower, linebacker from Alabama. Yes. Thank you. Um, can you throw up a picture real quick for the chat, uh, for the stream of the New England? New England Once Patriots we are done, logo? I will do that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have that ready for you. Nah, it's a pretty cool logo. The old school logo logo. is very cool, too. So there you go. (laughs) Apparently, you're supposed to check your phone, Chris, because there's issues with our friend. What's up in the chat to Mike? I've already already handled that. That's what's up. So, uh, boys. I. uh, John's got his Dodgers hat on. I think we're, we're feeling it. It's great to be back for episode 329. I tell you what, guys, wherever you go out and get your podcast, please leave us a review uh, for your friends so they can find us. Hey, speaking of finding us, we have social media and ways to get in touch with the show. Weekly games chat at gmail.com. Get you, uh, you're able to write your thoughts and prayers directly into us. Uh, we have our own very own Discord. What's up? And we have Twitter. Some of you guys gave us some new follows. I'm going to highlight those next week. The show is running pretty long, so we're gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. Speaking of Twitter at Weekly Games Chat, that's where you can find us. And of course, if you want to watch this show, Twitch.tv Weekly Games Chat every Tuesday around 5:30 Eastern. Uh, boys, I look at you this time every week and I say, Game on! It is a pleasure. I love you guys. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. Game on, both of you fine gentlemen. <laughs> Your mom's box. This is where I. I say peace out, everybody. Thug life, Dodgers. <laughs>